Grow, edit, foundation, build, simplify, restore, challenge, adventure, bold, slow, structure. All of these words have a special and specific meaning to the different people who have chosen them as their word of the year. Maybe you're tuning in and you've already chosen your word of the year. And if that's you, I encourage you to keep listening to find out the three things that you can do with your word of the year to stay focused, make better decisions, and be inspired every day. And if you've never heard of this whole word of the year thing, or you haven't chosen yours yet, then definitely keep listening so you can find out why they're so fun and walk away with some inspiration for yours. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 110 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about focus. Well, it's about choosing a single word that can help you stay focused despite all of life's attempts to throw us off course, distract us, and pull us in a million different directions. We all know what that feels like. And having a word of the year is a simple and fun way to stay focused despite whatever comes our way. So today, we're talking about why choosing a word of the year is so helpful for staying focused. I'll talk about what exactly a word of the year is and what it's not. I'll tell you all about how to choose your word of the year, especially if you're drawing a blank. And then I'll cover three things you can do with your word to keep it top of mind throughout the year. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes. And today's show notes can be found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 110. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. So why should you choose a word of the year? Maybe it sounds like another gimmicky to-do list item, but I've found that choosing a word of the year comes down to one thing, focus. Couldn't we all use just a little more focus in this frantic world? Every day we're being pulled in so many different directions. 
responsibilities at home, requests at work, our kids need a snack. Plus, we're supposed to get in some exercise, eat right, set goals, pursue projects, keep our house clean, and a million other things. And don't even get me started on all the distractions from text messages, emails, notifications, and more. Staying focused feels like a daily uphill climb. And the thing about most of our big goals, you know, those really big things in life, they can't be accomplished in just a day or a quick 15 minutes. Good things take time. And the longer something takes, whether it's saving for a down payment, growing your business, or planning that conference, the longer something takes, the easier it is to get distracted and thrown off course. Setting a word of the year is a super simple way to stay focused. In fact, having a word of the year helps you focus even if you haven't set goals for the year. It gives you a theme to fall back on when life feels confusing. And if I'm being honest, it's felt confusing a lot lately. Having a word of the year can be a helpful decision-making tool. If you're faced with a dilemma, you can ask yourself, does this help me grow? Does this add structure? Does this help me build? Or how can I make this more fun? Grow, structure, build, and fun all being example words of the year. Your word of the year can also give you inspiration to step out of your comfort zone. Let's say you're someone who has worn busy as a badge of honor in the past, and you've chosen slow or steady as your word of the year. When you see the word slow each morning, it might inspire you to say no to something that you don't actually want to do or to keep your weekend free so you can relax. If you're someone who knows yourself to be a bit shy, having the word bold as your word of the year could inspire you to volunteer for that leadership role in your community or speak up about something that's truly important to you at work. Having a word of the year, even though it's literally just a single word, can be so powerful when it's chosen with intention. So what exactly is a word of the year and what makes a good one? Well, a word of the year is a single word that encapsulates what you hope to experience, do, achieve, feel, or become in the year ahead. It can be a verb like build, a noun like home, or an adjective like happy. There are no rules. If you want to use a short phrase, use a short phrase, but it's got to be something that's easily remembered. Use the sticky note test. If you can easily fit it on a sticky note, go for it. So here's what a word of the year is not. It's not a quote of the year or a verse of the year. Having a quote or a Bible verse of the year is incredible. It's another amazing exercise in focus and intention. However, a word of the year zeroes in and narrows down your focus to a single memorable word. Your word of the year is also not your core values. Core values are a list of five to seven words that guide the way we act, the choices we make, and how we spend our time. They're steadfast, unchanging from year to year. 
You can learn more about core values over in episode 21, finding your footing through a priority shift, how to do the next right thing. And I'll be sure to link that episode for you in the show notes. While you could choose one of your core values as a word of the year, just make sure it encapsulates what you hope to create in the year ahead. A good word of the year is one that enables you to instantly picture yourself living that word in the ways that apply to your life. There's no question what it means to you. You just know. And that's key. It's about what it means to you. This isn't about what the word means or represents to anyone else. You and your best friend could even choose the same exact word and it could have completely different meanings and therefore results for each of you. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So how do we choose a word of the year? As you're brainstorming and setting goals for 2022, or whenever you're listening to this episode, pay attention to common themes that pop up. Check in with yourself and consider why you're interested and excited to set certain goals that are on your list. If you're still not quite sure of your word of the year based on the goals you've set for yourself, or maybe you haven't set specific goals this year, which totally happens, that was my reality in 2021, you can actually tune into episode 105 to hear about what happened when I didn't follow through with setting goals last year. But if you're not sure about your word of the year, ask yourself, how do I want to feel this year? What do I want to do this year? 
When I look back on this year, how do I want to describe it to someone else? Or what do I need to be reminded of this year? As you come up with ideas, capture them somewhere, a Google Doc, a note in your phone, a blank sheet of paper. And if none of the words you write down feel quite right, whether you grab a thesaurus or head to Google, take a look at synonyms for some of the words you've come up with so far. Sometimes when you look for synonyms for your brainstorm words, you can find an amazing word that you just didn't think of. That's actually what it took for me to decide on my word for this year, but more on that in just a bit. The last thing I'll say here is don't overthink it. Please remember that there's no such thing as perfect, and there's no reason why you can't change your mind a few months in. Maybe you start your year with structure, but then a lot of life happens and you change your word to adapt or flow. Remember, there are no rules here. I just want to share some helpful tips. Okay, so let's say you've got your word of the year. You're so excited and you're ready to use it. So what do you actually do with it? Here are three things you can do with your word of the year to help you stay focused, use it to make decisions, and to be continuously inspired to live your word. So I already mentioned the sticky note test. So put your word on a sticky note near your workspace, on your wall, on your computer monitor, wherever works. You could also make your word of the year your computer background so you're reminded of your word every time you sit down to work. Next, put your word somewhere on your vision board. So I've said before that I used to think creating a vision board for the year was a dumb waste of time. And now it's one of my favorite things to do each year. Just like a word of the year is a single word to keep you focused, a vision board is the visual representation of what you hope to create in the year ahead. And when you see it often, it keeps you focused on what you hope to achieve. Adding your word of the year in your vision board only solidifies your theme for the year whenever you see your vision board. Finally, Post your word on your bathroom mirror or somewhere you'll see it at the beginning of each day. You know, they say out of sight, out of mind for a reason. And when your word of the year is visible, it helps you remember what you want to do, even when the going gets tough and life gets crazy. I started this word of the year tradition for myself back in 2017 when I learned about the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets, a goal-setting workbook that walks you through a fun process for choosing goals for the year ahead. And I'll be sure to include a link to Power Sheets in the show notes so you can check them out and see if they're a good fit for you. Um, so even though I haven't used Power Sheets every year, I continue to choose a word of the year no matter what because it's such a powerful tool to have in your back pocket. So in 2017, my word was grow. I grew new friendships. I grew our family's financial freedom by paying off about $13,000 in credit card debt. And I learned a lot about myself by trying new things. In 2018, I chose edit. I very intentionally added things like taking a coaching certification course and I intentionally cut other things like unnecessary guilt and doing too much. Overall, I carefully considered what was currently in my life and needed to go 
and what was missing and should be added. Kind of like an editor taking a red pen to a rough draft. My 2019 word was foundation. With a brand new baby in January, I wanted to create a strong foundation of our family values, family traditions, and good routines. And as a new coach armed with my coaching certification, I wanted to lay a solid foundation of processes, workflows, and long-term goals in my business. Anytime I wanted to get distracted and chase a shiny thing, I asked myself, will this build my foundation? 2019 was also the year I launched It's About Time. For 2020, I went with the word build. Build is a lot like growth, but it requires a blueprint. It requires planning and intention, and it requires a strong foundation. When I chose this word in December of 2019, I envisioned building this podcast with amazing guests, content, and loyal listeners like you. Building my business by improving upon how I serve clients and creating new ways to serve more people and building my team through intentional outsourcing. Despite the craziness and the constant change that we all experienced in 2020, it was an amazing year of building in so many other ways. This past year, 2021, my word was simplify. When the clock struck 12 on New Year's Day, we were in the process of closing on a house in a new city and preparing to welcome our second baby girl in just a few short months. Because of all of this upcoming change, I knew that I wanted to keep life as simple as possible wherever I could. That looked like downsizing, donating, and making intentional decisions about purchases and plans. One thing I've learned about myself in the past five years is that while I can be very strategic with my decisions, I can also sometimes overcomplicate things. So I asked myself on an almost daily basis, how can I make this simple? How can we make this easier? How can I simplify? Now, in 2022, my word is delight. Delight. I want to have fun this year. I want to delight in the everyday small moments. I want to delight in simple pleasures like hot coffee with peppermint mocha creamer. I want to delight my girls with fun, memorable activities. I want to delight others by bringing joy and maybe even peppering in some surprises along the way. In my personal life and friendships, I'll be asking myself, how can I be a delight to others? And how can I create and seek out experiences that are delightful? In my business, I'm asking, how can I delight my clients? How can I create an experience that's delightful? How can I bring joy to this podcast? And just like I mentioned having a quote or a verse of the year, mine is Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So this verse reminds me that finding worth or joy in wealth, status, material possessions, whatever, will always leave you wanting more. So now I challenge you to find your word of the year if you haven't yet, and I'd love to know what it is. Hop over to Instagram and send me a DM and let me know your word of the year. You can find me over at Anna D. Cornick. 
You can also head over to this episode's show notes, which can be found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 110 and leave a comment telling me your word of the year. So there you have it. Choosing a word of the year is a simple and fun way to stay focused on your goals or whatever you hope to achieve in the year ahead. It's not set in stone and doing a brainstorm and then checking out synonyms can help you zero in on your word. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 111 featuring Lori Oberbrookling author of Secrets of Supermom. We'll be talking about one of the biggest time wasters, complaining, and what you can do about it. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.